Good afternoon or good night, whatever time of the day that you are in listening to this podcast. We're really glad that you're listening to it. Um, We're really glad that you're here to listen to stories because, if you didn't know already, this is the Shinjin Stories podcast. Uh, My name is Trey Hobbs. I'm the founder and host of Shinjin Stories. Uh, It's a live storytelling event that takes place in Shinjin, China, where we got our name. And this live event really focuses on the gathering of people, people who may not know each other, but definitely live next to each other. The people that we ride next to on the bus, the people who we sit next to on the metro, the people that we share a geographic location with. And in a city like Shenzhen, which is so international, so bustling, so busy, But for those reasons, it is also so magical and beautiful. A lot of people are here for a little while and then they're gone, but that is not a reason not to get to know the city that you're in and the people that you share it with. So we started Shinjin Stories to foster an international community, and that community has grown so much. We love our audience, we love our podcast listeners. We love the people that come up and say, hey, do, hey, do you have a story event coming up? Or I have a story that I want to share. Because we firmly believe that everyone does, that everyone has a story to share. And that story is worth telling. And that story is worth listening to. Both acts we think are extraordinarily brave. Last time, At our live event, our theme was masks. This was an amazing night. We had a lot of stories come in prepared, but we also had a lot of hat stories. Uh, To familiarize you with the hat stories, it's pretty much how it sounds. People interested in, in showing up and just telling a story on the spot, they put their name in a hat, and then they take the chance that that name will get drawn, and they come up and give a really quick, unplanned story. And these stories, I've really loved implementing this because the surprise, I'm always surprised when people come up and they have a story to share. I'm always surprised at the magical, uh, adventurous, bizarre at times, uh, amazing lives people have led, the people that I live next to, the people that I may have known for a while or absolute strangers. I'm amazed by these lives. I'm amazed by the stories that come through the door. So when a person comes up and it's just a name from a hat, for some reason it also just feels like, oh, this was just sort of sitting on my mind. Uh, I heard someone else's story and this just like immediately popped up into my mind. So I just really had to, I really had to tell it. And this is what we need more of. We need the flexing of this, this storytelling muscle, this community muscle. And it doesn't have to be storytelling, really just any type of sharing, sharing your work, sharing your expertise, sharing your time, sharing a skill, sharing your stories. We need more of that community now more than ever. And we love it when people hear a story 
And that ignites something in them. And we've seen it over and over and over again. That stories beget stories and stories build community. And this particular hat story comes from someone who has been a part of the Shinjin Stories community for quite a while. Her name is Danielle. Uh, Danielle Gart has told a, a prepared story before on our stage, but tonight she put a story in a hat. Something just came to her uh, in a vision, and she said, I've got to tell that story. I was reminded of this story, and I have to tell it. Uh, and I'm using the words uh, it came to her in vision uh, very deliberately because this story is not your normal sort of uh, friends losing touch and then getting back together story. As you listen to Danielle tell it, you will hear an experience that is unique. It, It may not be yours, or it may be, but either way, it is an amazing story of love, reconnection, and touching something uh, that isn't always a part of our everyday world. So I'll let Danielle tell it. She tells it best. Um, okay. So my story is like spooky and like weird and scary, but it ends well, and I want to tell you that at the beginning. Um, so, okay. Um, when I was born, my mom went to a jazzercise class and um, with me in tote, because it was like jazzercise with your newborn. And she met this woman who also had a baby about the same age as me, and my mom was like, hi, and this woman was like super aggressively friendly and was like, how old is your baby? And my mom was like, she's six weeks, and she's like, mine is seven, we're gonna be best friends. And so um, that actually happened. So that person who is one week older than me ended up being one of my childhood best friends. And we stayed really close. Even after my family left California, moved to Oregon, like we hung out together on like weekends. Oh, Oregon? California? Oregon, yes! (laughs) Both are good. Oregon is a little bit better. And so, so, um, anyway, like in high school, I went to go visit her a lot on weekends, and like we broke into her school and swam in her pool, and like, and um, in the middle of the night, and we had lots of crazy shenanigans as 17 and 18 year olds, also as well as well as all of our birthday parties, ages one through eight, were shared. And so um, she's very close to me. Um, after we went to high school, up to college, uh, she disappeared. And we didn't know where she was. And um, it was a very traumatic time in my family because my mom was very traumatized about me going to college and missed me terribly. And um, I also was in a place of like, I'm independent and I don't care that you miss me so much. And even though I'm really homesick, I can do this by myself, I swear. And so it was a very traumatizing time in my family. So my mom told me that my best friend was missing after she got dropped off at college. It scared me so much. And um, my mom was like, I'm talking to her mom, and we're going to go rescue her from from college where she got dropped off and try to find her. And um, they didn't do that, and and we never knew where she was for for years. And it was very upsetting. And then um, we found out a few years later that she had gotten involved with a man who was much, much, much older than her, like like 30 years older than her, who um, was... 
um, like the owner of a spiritual bookstore who owned like a spiritual practice and she wasn't allowed to talk to her family anymore and she had like a lot of like control issues in her life where she wasn't able to break free of this relationship that she, and she had married the guy. And so it was really scary because like her parents like thought that if we contacted her, like we were going to make it harder for her family to bridge this gap. And so I was terrified of talking to my friend even after she rejoined the world and I knew her her email address and her phone number because I was like, oh my God, like, like I don't want to mess up the opportunity for her parents to reconcile with my best friend. And so, um, and so one day I was in the town that we grew up in together as kids and my mom and I were, I can't remember what we were doing. I think we were in town for a meditation workshop or something. And um, my mom, coincidentally, and uh, my mom said, Let's, Let's pop, pop into the bookstore that this guy owns just to see, like, maybe she'll be there and we can coincidentally run it into her. And, um, and I was like, yeah, like, that would feel really good to me. And keep in mind, this, this part of the story takes place when I'm like 26. Like a good eight years had gone by that I had not had this person in my life. And... Um, we go into the bookstore and I'm looking around and, and then I'm, I'm just kind of shopping and, and then all of a sudden I hear like, Danielle. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, like I was so excited to see her and we hugged, but there was this wall between us emotionally, like I could tell she felt nervous to see me and then this guy was like walking around and like eavesdropping in on our conversation and it felt very creepy and I kind of jumped to the conclusion that this person was her um, par her new her partner, and um, and I felt like I had invaded something that I wasn't supposed to invade, and it made me feel like I crossed a boundary, and I was really scared. And um, and uh, my mom and I get in the car to leave the the bookstore. And we pull onto the 101, because at this point in time, we're in Palo Alto, and we're driving up to San Francisco, which if anyone knows where that is, it's like wall-to-wall -wall traffic, six-lane highway, like insanity freeway moment. And um, it's like rush hour. But it was moving. It was like 45 miles an hour moving traffic. And my mom and I are in the car, and I burst into tears. Like, I just fall apart in the car. I'm so pissed at my mom. I'm like, how can you do this to me? You left me in that bookshelf and I had to talk to her and I miss her so much and I couldn't tell her how I felt because this guy was creepily standing nearby and I feel like I got her in trouble and I don't know what to do and how do you help a friend that's in this situation and I feel so lost and I was so upset. And I look in front of the car and it's clear in front of us all of a sudden. And then out of the wall, I am not joking, I see a black Labrador dog just manifest in the middle of the freeway out of a wall. And it was a cement wall about 10 feet high. There's no way that a dog could have been there before. And, I, and I'm like, oh my 
my God, this dog, like my mom's going to hit this dog. And so my mom slows down and traffic starts slowing down and the dog's way in front of us and the dog starts coming across and it stands in front of my mom's car. So my mom switches lanes and the dog moves in front of our car into the other lane and my mom's slowing down and she switches lanes and the dog moves in front of us again. Eventually she has to slam on her brakes in order to avoid hitting this dog and we get into this huge car accident. Pile up people hitting us, people hitting them behind. And it was, it was really upsetting. And then after, and I'm, I'm a mess crying. And I said to my mom, my mom was so like, my mom believes in like supernatural things. And so I, and I, I usually don't, although I grew up with my mother, so I know that she believes those things. And I'm, and I'm on the fence a lot of the times on my belief system with that. And so I said to my mom, I said, that dog walked out of the wall. It didn't exist. And then it suddenly existed. And I saw it walk out of the wall. And my mom says, I saw that too. And like we were frozen in this car. And we knew that that dog was, was like a curse that was sent from that guy. And, and like there was no, like you couldn't, you can't, even to this day, you can't convince me otherwise. Like that is 100% what happened. But we get through that, the car's okay, we were safe. Um, my mom and I did some meditations of white light bubbles around us, and, which is what we do when we're nervous about needing to protect ourselves. And, um, and, and, and I moved forward in my life. And then um, when, I was, when I was 33, so another like many years later, I was in a relationship that was not going the way I wanted it to go. And I knew that, but I couldn't extricate myself from it. And I thought, I'm just gonna do what I've always wanted to do. I'm gonna go teach abroad and I'm just gonna go to the job fair, and I'm just gonna go follow my heart, and if this person is my person, he's gonna follow me, and if he isn't, he's not, and I'm gonna still follow what I want. So I went to the job fair, and while I was down there, um, I was posting on Facebook that I was in San Francisco, and Nicole, I knew, had like gotten back together with her family and had gotten out of this relationship somehow. And um, I didn't know the details because I still felt so traumatized about reaching out to her. And, um, and so she saw I was there and she messaged me and she was like, I would love to get dinner with you. And I was like, there is nothing more in the world than I would want to have dinner with you. And so we went to dinner together and it was like, no time had passed since we were 18. I love her so much, and um, she is one of my closest friends. And she told me all about what happened to her, and I told her about the dog and the car accident, and she said that she completely believed what happened to us, and that she felt so grateful that her family finally got her out of that situation, and that she was so happy, and she had found her person and gotten married, and now she has two kids. and. Um, we got a little drunk and we took pictures with rose, roses in our teeth from the table. <laughs> like, like it was like, it was an insane burst of joy that I had not felt before. And um, I went back to my parents after getting a job at that job fair and deciding to change my life. And I met and I shared with my parents the story and I was like, like it was amazing to see somebody arrive back at themselves in a way that I didn't know someone could. 
and it was so beautiful. And we are still super close friends, and I see her every time I'm at home. And um, it was just such a, to me, that's just such a beautiful story that was really scary, really, really scary for a solid point of time in my life. And it turned out so well, and it was such a miracle. And it's, that's, I wanted to share that with you guys today. Thank you, Danielle, for that amazing story. Thank you, podcast listeners, for listening to the story. Thank you so much for your support to Shinjin Stories. It means the world to us. Uh, if you want to continue interacting with us in any way, please uh, connect with us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We are on all of the social media. If you're in China, uh, get on our WeChat group. Now, the way that you do that, usually you could find a QR code, you could scan it and get on. But we've intentionally left it QR code-less because we would love it if you could find someone who is already in the group. Scan that code, uh, become friends with them, and then have them invite you into the group. And boom, there you go. Com your community has grown a little bit bigger, too. Um, and you never know what story is lying behind the eyes of the person you're next to. All you have to do is ask. Or, as we've seen through Danielle's hat story, just tell your own story and watch it ignite the stories around you. Guys, it can't be said enough. You are amazing. Keep being awesome at what you do. And uh, I'd like to say a few things as we head out. I'd like to thank those Lavender Whales for the use of their song, I'm So Proud of My Friends. Uh, we use that for the intro and outro music. I also want to say a huge thanks to David Shepard, Jamie Bacigalupo, and Eddie Bruce uh, for helping with all things sound editing, story finding, organization, moving chairs, all of it. They're amazing. Um, and you guys, of course, the listeners for coming in. I want to thank all of our storytellers uh, from the, our live event, uh, all of our storytellers who are coming up in our future live events. One of those storytellers might be you. So if you have a story, if you want to get in touch, uh, please reach out to us on the uh, aforementioned social media sites. Uh, you can email us also at shenzhenstories at gmail.com. If you want to just maybe see if you can get involved in any way, if you want to partner with us in any way, or if you just want to say hi, we love that, too. We'd love to hear from you uh, in any way. So thank you so much for being an amazing audience. Thank you for spending your commute or your walk or your free time with this podcast. Maybe you're cooking a nice uh, frittata and you're just listening to a story while you make the frittata. However you're listening to it, we appreciate you greatly. Please stay tuned for more great stories uh, on our upcoming events. That's going to do it for us. Have a great day. Ooh, ooh, ooh.